Praise God. He's good. All the time. I got all my notes and all my Bibles here tonight. Feel like Lee. Praise God. Y'all happy to be here tonight? All right. Ready to get started. Last year. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to do something first. Get ahead of myself. Let's pray. I want everybody to stretch your hand forward. All right? You ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Father, and in your name, we ask that the Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that the Father be glorified tonight. Father, I ask tonight, Lord, that you take this simple message, God. And Father, I thank you for the spirit that's going to come over the place. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we give you all honor and all the saints said. Amen. Amen. Last year, you cold in here? Somebody adjusted over there. She's shivering. Last year was the year of movement. And I taught a message last January. Can everybody hear me okay? God's going to do a new thing. Will you not know it? How many of you remember that? Remember that? Okay. So, this year is going to be the year of what? Expansion. expansion. I knew I could count on the teacher. It's going to be the year of expansion. But every year now, God's given us a mandate that we go into a season. There's four seasons. There's going to be a death season. And now we are in the this, this season of death. January, February, and March is the season of death. Then we go into burial. Then we go into rest. And then we go into resurrection. But the first three months of the year now is we go into the death season. Now, if you're new here and you've never been here, you go, what is this man talking about? Go into the death season this is the season where we go in and we begin to remove the things in our life that is not the character of the Father. Amen? We begin to go and examine ourselves. And God, I ask for the spirit of repentance to come in the house. Come on to me. Because everything we talk, Lee blessed me last week because she started talking about what you minister has to be your own, has to come from you, has to be your revelation. And you know what we, we can teach sometimes is what's coming out of us from our trial. When God brings us through this, there's a revelation that comes on you and that is amazing, and it's all yours. Ministers, you're not preaching somebody else's message. You're preaching what God has showed you in the middle of your storm. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Lee. That message blessed me last week. Now, I'm going to give you Three things that is so simple. Three instructions in the Word. And now, Todd, if you'll, if you'll go to Ephesians. Get my, let me get it right here. I want you to put up Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. And I'm not going, I'm not going to preach real long. Just you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. I've never done that. You don't have to worry about that. That would be Lee. That's not me. Nope, she teaches. That's right. We have to have more teaching than we do preaching. Amen? And basically what I'm going to do tonight is not preach. I'm going to teach also. I've asked for that anointing from the teacher to come on me tonight. Amen? We got it up there? All right. Is, that this, is this the Amplified? Put it. In the, wait a minute. Hold on. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to his deceitful lust. Now give me the Amplified. The Amplified uses a different word, and I want to I I put this. Remember I gave everybody a little teaser last week? Remember that little teaser about being naked? Okay, I got laughed at, remember? They, they laughed at me. Strip yourselves of your former nature. Put off and discard your old unrenewed self. 
Now stop. That word strip off in Greek means to disrobe. I become naked. Now, whatever level you are and maturity in Christ you are, if you're on the first row, if you're just born again, you've not been in salvation long, you're on the first row or the second row or the third row, we still have to do the same thing. It's this elementary. When we come into the second level here, we're still stripping off things. God is revealing things to us and we are stripping them off Becoming more like Him. Now understand something. What does it say? The very first words. Strip yourselves. Now watch this. He didn't say, I'm coming down to strip off the old character. Did He? He said, strip yourselves. Alright? That means I have to make a conscious effort in my soul to do something Different. Amen? So, I strip myself of my former nature. This, oh, where's that brother at to get a testimony about going to the liquor store? Where is he at? Where'd he go? I got to tell this again. I got to tell it again because this is the perfect. I sat there and was just screaming in my seat. This is beautiful. He said he was tempted to get up and go to the, gross, to, to the liquor store. Then he's going to go to the grocery store. Go to the liquor store because it came over him and he began to sweat and he gets in his car and he ends up here. He stripped himself. Come on, think about this. He made a conscious decision to do something different. Amen? Every time we make a step towards the Father, the Father sends all of heaven toward us. Amen? Alright, come on. I could get excited right now. Strip yourselves of your former nature and put off and discard your old unrenewed self which characterized your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through what? <sighs> and what? <sighs> that spring from delusion. Instruction number one. If you're writing, put instruction number one for the death season. Is somebody writing? I love Pastor Mike. I love that smile. His wife is prettier than he is though. Right? Next verse, Todd. And be instruction number two. Everybody say instruction number two. And be constantly. This is this word right here. I want you to listen to this. Constantly. What does that mean? Continually. That's the word I was looking for. And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. In other words, I have to think differently. Amen? Next verse. And put on the new nature. Instruction number three. And put on the new nature, the regenerated self, created in God's image, God-like in true righteousness and holiness. And I'm going to tell you how to do all this, right? I'm just giving you the three instructions. Boom. One, two, three. And put on the new nature. Wait a minute now. Did he say he was coming down to put on the new nature for you? No, he said you had to do it. When I say I want to make you Savior, Jesus, immediately, boom, he comes here and he is now formed in my spirit. But what happens next is this has to be transformed. He said, what? Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. So my mind has everything to do with my walk with Christ. I've got to choose Him every day, every way, everything that's going on. I have to choose Him. That young man tonight, he made a choice not to go to the liquor store, but to come to the ministry. That man's going to be blessed for doing that. Everything with God requires action. We walk towards Him. We talk towards Him. When we do this, He comes. He comes. He comes. Amen? Praise God. 
Back up to verse 22, please. Strip yourselves of your former nature, put off and discard your old unrenewed self. There are hindrances that come against you. Sometimes they are overwhelming and they overcome you. Come on, how many of you ever been there before? It just takes you over. Mm-hmm. Back when I was a young man, I had a girlfriend that did that. Just saying, it just took me over. Come on. Oh, like none of y'all never done that. <laughs> Whatever. Right? Come on. They all look at me like, oh, he did what? Praise God. Come on. I'm going to make you laugh tonight. I'm going to make you cry. There are, number one thing for stripping off, there are, <clears throat> Chris, we got to get rid of the nouns in our life. See, an adjective is a descriptive word that talks about what the noun looks like. <laughs> a verb tells you exactly what the noun is doing. A little bit of English 101. Thank you, Paige. You're, she's my cheerleader. But a noun is what? Come on. Oh, somebody say number one. Person, stop. There are people in your life you need to get rid of. Point blank. You will never strip off until there's some people that you move. Why? Why? They're not bad people. Well, let me ask you something. Understand something. That people, people are either going to pull you up or drag you down. They're either going to build up the character of Christ in you or they're going to lower the standard of Christ in you. There are people that you do not need to be with. Oh man, no he didn't. Come on. Amen? How many of you have been around toxic people before? They're not bad, but they're not good for you. Do they edify you? Oh, well, don't take my word for it. Let's go to the Word, because the Word is truth, right? Give me 2 Corinthians 6.14. I got Scripture tonight. Usually I can stand up here and give a message, but I got Scripture tonight. Lee, aren't you proud? Do not be unequally yoked with what? Who? I'm sorry, is that an unbeliever a noun? Do not make mismated alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them. Inconsistent with what? The way I believe. Inconsistent with the Christ who is now formed in me. We following this? Okay. For what? This is what hit me, man. Oh, this hit me. For what partnership have right living and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? You can't go hang out with the old buddy at the bar that you used to hang out with anymore. For how can righteousness hang out with lawlessness? How can light stand with dark? You're going to be conflicted and tormented in your soul forever and eternity while Christ is formed in you. And I always say this, you've got just enough Jesus in you to make you totally miserable. Come on. I'm right. You know why? I've had this trial. This is my revelation for sure. I feel the power on it. I want to go to another one. Go to Matthew 12, 30. He who is not with me, definitely on my side, is what? Against me. And he who does not definitely gather with me and for me and for my side, what's that mean? Come on, y'all get that? 
you're going to be scattered. Completely always in turmoil. Doing the same thing over and over and over again because you insist on being with somebody you have no business with. Mm-mm. I'm getting hard. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, 33 through 34. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 through 34. This is just number one. This is so simple. And it's just all a matter of choice. Do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion, associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. Oh, we done got quiet here now. Right? Don't be deceived. Evil companionships, communion, associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. I told my kids all of their growing up, show me your friends and I will show you your future. Who I associate with, I will become. You can tell me you've got Christ in you, and you do, but until the mind has been renewed, until you've made a, a step of maturity level, they will always drag you back into the snake pit. Every time. He's saying, strip off. He's saying, change your mind. Come on. Doesn't mean these people are bad. God puts people in your life sometimes for just a season, a moment. I tell you what, man, I, I, I look at this, gener- is it Generation X? Am I getting this right? What's the latest? Millennials. I'm sorry, the millennials. I'm a baby boomer, man, so I'm old. You know, it's amazing for me to say this because I don't feel that way. But these millennials, man, their friends are their be all, end all. I've never seen anything like it. Can't let go. Can't get away from them. Their social status with one another is amazing. And it's all based in self-absorption. Amen? I'm not just picking on the millennials. I've seen a lot of other people do the same thing. Older. Come on. Shift. Move. God wants to, oh man, I, I, tell, I, I tell my boys this all the time. God's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. Move with Him. Choose Him. Amen? All right, great. Y'all with me so far? Is this hard? All right. What was the, what was the second part of the noun? Place. And what was the third? Remove the nouns. Don't get me on the pronouns. Y'all don't want to be for that. <laughs> get me on the pronouns. It's all in. Places and things. Places and things. But you know what? It's all revolved around the people because the people drag you to the places and the things. So I really could stop at people. That covers it all. But I want to give you a story straight from the Word of God. And I hope this stings in the good way. Alright? I want you to remember a man named Abraham and Lot. Their flocks had gotten so big that their both teams were fighting each other for watering rights and pasturing rights for their flocks. So Abraham brought Lot up and he said, Hey, we got to separate. So this is what now happens. You read the word and Lot chooses. But when Lot chooses, the word of God said, he pitched his tent toward Sodom. And the word of God said that in Sodom, the men were exceedingly wicked. Exceedingly wicked against God. 
But Lot pitched his tent toward the very place he had no business being. Oh, come on now. Because see, this is what happens. See, this is exactly what happens. He pitched his tent. He comes over there and he could look down in the valley and he could see Sodom. He could see the bright lights. He could hear the music playing. He could hear the reveling going on of the people dancing. And it began to pull and lure Lot. Till he wanted to get his tent a little closer and a little closer and a little closer. See, that's the way the enemy works. He only shows you the good time. He only shows you the things that are good and then bam! It all ends and you're left there bleeding. Know this, sin will always keep you longer than you wanted to stay. Always. It'll make you pay more than you wanted to pay. Amen? See, what, what, happen, what happens now to Lot? Lot gets all the way down. His, his tent's not towards Sodom anymore. He's now all the way down into, and notice I said down, down, down. If you read the Word of God, when they went down to Egypt is when the problems began. So he goes down to Sodom. What happens next? His righteousness begins to denigrate. His righteousness really gets just pushed aside. Why? He didn't strip anything. Don't tell me, well, I can lead them. No, you can't. No, you can't. Can't mix clean and dirty water. That's right. You can't change them. Unless God told you to go, you better run the other way. He should have not picked towards Sodom. He should have picked the mountain. Come on. Who's in the mountain? See, it gets so bad for Lot that God says, I can't take Sodom anymore. I can't imagine a loving father that goes, this place is so wicked. I can't even take the sight of it. I've got to destroy it. And he warns Abraham and Abraham, you know that story. Oh God, if there's 50 there. Oh God, if there's 30 there. Oh God, if there's 20 there. If there's 10 there. He loved his nephew Lot. But this is what happens. Now two angels show up at Lot's door. And the city is so sexually perverse that the angels now want to sleep with the, the men. Wanted to sleep with the angels. Okay? And this is how far his righteousness had denigrated because he now he's in the wrong place. As he does this, he offers them his virgin daughters. <sighs> Who can do that? How do, you, how do you have a mindset to do that? He's thinking, I'm protecting the men of God or the angels of God. I had news for you. They didn't need protecting. They were there to protect Him. This righteousness, it fleets when you're in the snake pit. And that's what it was. The snake pit. Will you willingly walk down into the snake pit? Will you willingly pick up a snake? No. God forbid. Move. Shift. Change. See, it gets worse. See, Lot gave up an awful lot to go down to Sodom. He lost his wife. She looked back in disobedience. She turns to a pillow of salt. He lost his integrity. He became a hypocrite. Now, they're fleeing. Oh, this gets so much worse. They're fleeing. They go up into the mountain and they hide in the caves. And now because Lot has chosen to his, for his righteousness to be denigrated so that he could go down to Sodom in a place that he's not supposed to be, now his children are going to suffer the consequence. Because what was on him came on them. <laughs> Things that make you go... They conspired. The two girls conspired. We're, we're left 
we're, long, we're up in this cave and we'll never have children. So they conspired to get their father drunk and sleep with their father to become pregnant. You see what happens here? Sin is nothing to play with. Oh, am I being too hard? Do you, do you hear the compassion of my heart? Run. Run. Hate evil. Be holy for God is holy. And when we take on this attitude and we think differently, things are going to change for you. Amen? I don't want to be Lot. Do you? Wrong place. Doing things he shouldn't be doing. Come on. Amen? Now, this is pretty much a real elementary thing right here, but the Lord was leading me in this tonight because we got a lot of new people. Real elementary, first row stuff. Right? You're doing this on the second row, man, you've got talk tonight. Amen? All right. The three, the, those, those, those are the three things we have to move in our life, begin to strip off. Now see what the church has done for so long so long, now, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold on a second. Because I want to tell you something. Understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. Understand this very quickly. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit to get you back on the right path. It says, uh uh uh, don't do that. You'll have this nagging feeling in your gut sometimes. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Or after you've already done it, man, you, it pulls you to repentance. That's from God, conviction, the Holy Spirit. Condemnation tells you, you call yourself a Christian. It's accusatory. It demeans you. It tells you you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. Look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you did. And you feel the weight of it coming on you. And you feel like pond scum. You know what pond scum is? That green stuff that grows on the water. So understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. It's a beautiful thing that God says, if you've sinned, come to me for I'm your advocate. Jesus is your advocate. He said, come to me and repent and renounce, renounce what you've been doing. Amen? All right. Give me 1 Corinthians, Todd, 10, 21 through 24. You cannot drink the Lord's cup and the demon's cup. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the demon's table. Don't work. He went down to Sodom. Doesn't work. Amen? Oh no, this is heavy. First Corinthians six, twelve through thirteen. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back. Thank you, honey. That's what my page does. Shall we thus provoke the Lord to jealousy and anger and indignation? Oh man. You know, once you start maturing, when you blow it, you feel ooh. And the good thing about that is Paul said, learn from your life experiences. So when that thing comes around again, you don't do it again. Right? So if you're still doing it, you've got to start asking some serious questions in, internally. Amen? Are we stronger than he that we should defy him? He's going to have his way. Once he's formed in you, man, he's coming after you. He, he disciplines the ones he loves. If it's all the way to the scourging, that's what he'll do. And oh God, you don't want to be scourged. It doesn't feel good. You've been scourged. <laughs> I don't like it. Right? All things, oh yeah, I love this. All things are legitimate, permissible, and we are free to do anything we please. But not all things are what? Helpful. Expedient, profitable, and wholesome. People, places, 
things. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive <coughs> to character and edifying to spiritual life. Man, that's just so self-explanatory. Come on, we can do it. But is it going to benefit you to do it? Is it going to benefit you to go to point A, point B with you know who? Let no one seek his own good. Let no one then seek his own good and advantage and profit. But rather each one of the other, let him seek the welfare of his neighbor. Give me 1 Corinthians 6, 12 and 13. Everything is permissible, allow and lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. He's saying this again. Good for me to do, expedient and profitable. When, when considered with other things, everything is lawful for me, but I will not become a slave to anything <coughs> or be bought under, or brought under its power. Or somebody throw me a water, please. <coughs> Thank you. Food is intended for the stomach, and the stomach for the food. But God will finally end the functions of both and bring them to nothing. The body is not intended for sexual immorality, but is it intended for the Lord? And the Lord is intended for the body. To what? And what? And raise again. Raise again. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. Tell me you love me even though you don't like me right now. Thank you. Praise God. Now give me 19 and 20. Skip to 19 and 20. Same same. Do you not know that your body is a temple, the very sanctuary, oh, wait a minute, right here, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God. You are not your own. Boy, it took me a long time to get that. Why? Because I want to do what I want to do. I was selfish, self-centered. I still worked on that. We all do, don't we? <clears throat> Praise God. All right. Glorify God in your body. Was that it? Was that my last verse there? 20, give me 20, 20. You were bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, Preciousness, yes, and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring God to him in your, in your, bring glory to him in your body. My spirit's in perfect league with him. I have to choose. When I choose here, my body's coming in line, I promise you. If it doesn't, <laughs> Right? When I give it an instruction, it's going to follow. Amen? Praise God. All right. <clears throat> I'm getting there. Come on. All right. We've stripped ourselves. <clears throat> Number two. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means I have to think differently. I have to behave differently. Amen? Hmm. This is the problem within the church. And I lived it for a lot of years. Okay? Conviction. This is where I was going with conviction and condemnation. Sometimes I get ahead of myself. We have conviction and we strip off. And here's where the nakedness comes in. I'm standing there stripped off naked. But if I'm naked, I got to robe up. I got to robe up. See, the church for so many years, I would have conviction and condemnation 
And I would strip off and it would last maybe two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, maybe a month because I was doing it in my own strength, in my own power. Let me tell you something. Greater is he that is in me, that is in the world. But he's talking about God in you. You ain't stronger than the enemy. He will defeat you. You have to have the greater in you to defeat him. Amen? For so many years, I would strip off for a month, live like hell the next month. Strip off for two months, cry and beg and leave tears at the altar because I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get over it. And yet I was never robing up. Amen. Tell me if there's ever been a time, church, it's time to robe up. He said, I'm coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. Robe up. <clears throat> Go to Colossians 3.2, please, sir. Ma'am, uh, ma excuse me. And set your minds and keep them. And keep them. Come on. Remember, constantly, consistently be renewed in your mind. And set your minds and keep them set on what is where? Is that in Sodom? No. Above the higher things. Not on the things... Not on the things that are on the earth. Robe up. Come on. Give me five. Now it's Colossians 3, 5 through 10. So kill. Deaden. Deprive of power. The evil desire. Wait a minute now. Who's doing that? Who's doing it? You. So you kill and you deaden and you deprive of power the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses, and all that earth, all that is earthly that is in you, that earthly in you that is employed in sin, sexual vice, impurity, sensual appetites, unholy desires, and all greed and covetousness. For that is what? Adultery. The defying of self and other created things instead of God. It is on account of these very sins that the holy God, holy anger of God is even coming upon the sons of disobedience. Those who are obstinately opposed to the divine will. Among whom you also once walked when you were living in and addicted to such practices. But now, what is this? there's this word again. Put away. And rid yourselves completely of all these things. Anger. Rage. Bad feeling toward others. Curses and slander. Foul mouth. Abuse and shameful utterances from your lips. Do not lie to one another. Let me pull up a chair and just stay there for a minute. Do not lie to one another. For you have stripped off the old unregenerate self with evil practices. You know there's three things in life we can count on that, that, that will tell the truth. Three things. Number one. Huh? Drunk people. <laughs> Drunk people will tell the truth. Hey, it's about 3 a.m. It's closing time. He walks up to the bar. He's looking at that woman and he goes, Hey, how you doing? You, you from Utah? You tall enough for me. <laughs> I got one better. He'll say, Hey, Darling, you from a cornfield? Because I'm stalking you. Somebody explain that to Lee. 
<laughs> Just tell her later. Corn stalk, corn stalk, corn stalk. He's telling the truth, right? Give, give Leah a hand clap. I said, there's three things on this earth that will not lie to you that will most likely always tell the truth. One, drunk people. Number two, small children. You in the grocery store going through the line. Mommy, 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 mommy. What? Hush, wait a minute. Mommy, mommy. What? That lady's ugly. <laughs> a two-year-old will embarrass you to pieces. But they're telling the truth. What's the third thing? You're going to love this. Yoga pants. They always tell the truth. They hide nothing. If you don't understand this, you go to Paige, she'll explain it to you after because yoga pants conceals nothing. Just saying. Just saying. Let me shift a second. I, I, I wanted to interject. I get y'all going and then I can't get you down. I wanted to bring this with a little humor because I want to get serious about this just for a second. I can't stand to be lied to. Don't lie to me. Why do we lie? We lie to protect our reputation. We lie basically because of fear all the way around. It's all about fear. And the whole time God's saying, I have not given you the spirit of what? Then who did? The enemy gives you fear. He said, I've given you power, love, and a sound mind. Power for demonstration. Love for manifestation. A sound mind that gives you peace that passes all understanding. I want to say that again. Power for demonstration. Love for manifestation. And a sound mind. But you know what? If we start getting this love thing right, let me tell you, that love thing, it changes everything. Because when you get love right, power just floods on you and sound mind is just a byproduct. Y'all with me? I lost some of y'all back at the yoga pants. <laughs> Go to Ephesians, please. 4, 15. <clears throat> Ephesians 4, 15. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, Dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love. What does enfolded mean? It means completely enveloped, surrounded by, consumed by love. Let us grow up in every way and all things unto Him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. Come on. Be truthful in everything. I was sharing with the guys when we were in pre-service prayer. I remember starting the ministry and having to, having to answer some, some, some questions from the apostle and I would sit there and reason in my mind, am I really going to tell the truth here? Ooh, come on. But let me tell you something about telling the truth and a lie. Once you get past... <clears throat> To a, to a point of maturity. Telling the truth is so liberating. It sets you free. The truth shall set you free. Then I'm not worried about my reputation. I'm not even worried about hurting somebody's feelings. You ever told a lie because you didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings? A lie is a lie. Let me tell you something. There's no such thing as a white lie. There is no such thing 
as a white lie. A lie is a lie. If you tell a half truth, that's a lie. If you tell anything to someone in order to make them believe the way that you want them to believe, that is a lie. You cannot manipulate somebody in conversation to lead them because that's a lie. Amen? That's tough, that's tough stuff right there, but that's, that's the truth. Amen? Praise God. <clears throat> okay, I'm wrapping up. Y'all with me? This been good? All right, good. Now, there was three instructions. What was the first instruction? Strip off. What was the second instruction? When? Thank you. What's the third one? Robe up. Put on the new man. This is my last scripture, guys. Colossians 3, 12 through 16. And this is where the rubber hits the road. You ready? Clothe yourselves, therefore. Remember, I stripped off. I'm naked. I got to robe up. If I don't robe up, I strip myself off in my own strength and I set myself up for failure and heartache. Amen? So now I've got to robe up. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, His own picked representatives. Man, that's cool. Think about that. That's cool. He chose you. Marvin, Carl, I was thinking Marvin, Carl, Mamie, he chose you, he chose you, he chose y'all, as his own representative, I'm glad he chose you, and you, come on, feel my heart, feel my heart right now. Who are purified and holy and well beloved by God Himself by putting on behavior. There's that word again. I got to robe up some behavior here, marked by tender hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of myself. Whew. Gentle ways and patience which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with a good temperament. Be gentle and forbearing with one another, and if one has a difference, a grievance, or a complaint against another, readily pardoning each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, you must also forgive. And above all these things, Boom, this is it. This is, this is the punchline. Put on love. And enfold yourselves with the bond of perfectness which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony. How do I put on love? Come on. Come on, I'm going to tell you. You want to put on love? Create in yourself the heart of a servant. That's where I really want to nail this at the end here. I want you to put on the robe of a servant. Because see, I've told you all that happens when you don't strip off and you do this and you do that and it's been all about... But now, if you will put on love, you will begin to mature like you've never matured before. And to put on love, I've got to humble myself. Paul said, I beseech you, brother, with all the tender mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to me. That means that I serve tables and I give of myself. That's what that means in Greek and Hebrew. I serve tables. If I start serving tables, if I get the mindset, come on, be constantly renewed. Renew it with this thought right here. I am going to so put on love that I am I'm absolutely, uh, Hershey's kisses is going to come out of my ears. Come on, think about it. 
When's the last time you just did something loving and caring for somebody else? We're not self-absorbed, but we put on a, a robe of humility. Come on. you got to put on everything with God is an action. We have to put it on. When we develop that mindset of putting on love, it is absolutely going to revolutionize your life. But guess what? The byproduct of being humble and having the heart of a servant and putting on this love is, you know what? God is going to be so attracted to you. Right? He's attracted to Himself. You're walking in the love now. How do I practice that? Go find somebody you don't like and love them. Do something for them. Say something kind. Hug them when they're going, what is this man hugging me? Buy their lunch. Sow time, love, and money. Do what you wouldn't normally do. Ask God to let you go beyond what you're capable of your old man character doing. But God now says, I'm putting on love and I'm robing up humility and I'm robing up um, the heart of a servant. What's going to happen next? Man, God's coming on the scene. He's going to knock your socks off. Amen? This is it. This is this thing, this is, this is this thing that this ministry teaches that has so changed my life when I could humble myself and really love. Really begin to love. Amen? So strap the mess off. Be continually renewed in your mind. Think differently. And robe up. We have to practice. Amen? We have to practice. Praise God. Did y'all get anything out of this tonight? It's time to die. It's time to die. Can somebody hit the lights in the back for me? I'm not going to keep you long.